Thanks for downloading this IMSA radio podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be broadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by visiting imsaradio.com or search for IMSA radio wherever they get their podcasts. The checkered flag ends the race, but it's only the start of the conversation. Michelin post-race tech on imsaradio.com. Have your say. Ask the experts. Make your point. Michelin post-race tech. The end of the race is only the beginning. Oh, my goodness me. What a race. What a race. I'll just uh, fade Shea and Joe up uh, as we start Michelin post-race tech for, I can't even tell you uh, how much uh, that is going to take unpicking. Uh, and we'll uh, get some, uh, we'll get some points in just a few moments time. The uh, motor driveway Porsche just in the pit lane at the moment. Let's uh, go down to Shea Adam with a very poignant moment with the uh, LM, sorry, with the GTD winner, Madison Snow. At the beginning of the day, we didn't exactly think this was on the cards. BMW not with the most favorable BOP, but you proved that it takes just being tough and being in the race. Two hours since your last pit stop. How in the world did you make that tank of fuel last? <laughs> I mean, it was, I'd say, up to the drivers and the crew till 10 hour, 10 and a half hours. And then the last hour and a half was uh, up to the engineer telling me what to do and how to make it home. So the credit goes to Lars Giersing? Yes, definitely. Lars was the one who uh, had this strategy and got us home. Another win at Sebring with Brian and Corey. What does that mean? Yeah, it's huge. I mean, it's been, it feels like it's been a while since I've been on the podium, and to do it again with Brian and Corey, that's awesome. Congratulations. Thank you. Uh, with failing brakes as well, brilliant race management. Uh, BDO Nose Strategy Awards. Jeremy, you didn't have your say on that. What do you reckon <sighs> through all the classes? Um, yeah, it, it can be uh, just about anybody uh, to be perfect perfectly oh. honest um the uh, yeah the number 19 certainly called a great strategy so did so did both of those bmw teams in first and second in gtd i'm not sure about balance performance i don't think it's too much wrong uh, with that in this race uh, it all seemed pretty close to me and they did a really really good job to come out ahead of everybody else and hats off to, uh, to porsche too uh, in gtd because they really struggled at daytona but came back super strong to win this race yeah, I think we're going to have to. Well, I mean, go on. BMW did a super job in the in the in the hybrid car too to come yeah. away with second position. Totally. I mean, that car. They, they, I don't know about strategic calls necessarily, but uh, they did a fantastic job to be really competitive throughout this race. Go to Joe Bradley, and we'll give that announcement in just a second. Joe, with Nick, Nick. Tandy, it will be scored third in the six Porsche uh, in GTP. Third. Third in class. I know it's no consolation, Nick, and I know you don't want to talk to me, but we're in the entertainment business, and I know it's not very entertaining for you guys. 
Uh, uh, no, it's not. I mean, hey, look, we're still still on the podium at Sebring, yeah, you know. But uh, it's heartbreaking when you're fighting for a win. You know, it's just in the way that it happened as well. Yeah, I know. I mean, it, it was it was such a good race. That's, that was a thing. Um, it's just bad. You know how it ended is obviously part of motorsport. Sometimes it's just uh, <laughs> yeah. I'll talk to you about it. Times in a row on the on the bad, bad, bad end of it, but we'll let's, get our run. Let's have a chat in a decade. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to try and sneak on through to uh, talk to the man who brought home the Tower Motorsport LMP2 because it didn't take him very long. And all of a sudden, uh, Scott McLaughlin is an IMSA race winner in his second ever attempt. Uh, now, where did he disappear to is the question. Uh, I've just lost him, actually. Yeah, crew guys can't even find him. He disappeared. Oh, there he is. There he is. Good. Scotty, Good didn't take you very long to uh, win a 12-hour race in IMSA. Feel familiar? Oh, no. Uh, I just credit to the team. You know, they put us in this opportunity. Uh, you know, they gave us great strategy, put me in the lead there at the end. But at the same time, we... Kiffin was a stud silver. Um, John, John at the start with the bronze, he was just unreal. And uh, yeah, it was a team effort today, and I'm really proud of them. Come play with us more, please. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to. So maybe see a petite. <laughs> yes, right, thank you. Till Bettenheimer, the number 85, LMP3, third place. I mean, at what point did you think, actually, we're on the podium because you guys were, were way down, then you came back, and then you've had everything thrown at you? Yeah, it was a typical uh, Sebring 12 hours, I guess. You know, it was uh, through the wars for 12 hours. But, uh, yeah, we uh, we kind of hung in there and uh, ended up with uh, stealing a podium. What was that, John? Heindorf asked the question about uh, a wall on the ask, far side. Ask Till you, how he you, kept it ah, out the that's wall. That's the one, yes, yeah. I, I remember now. So you spun uh, going into one, I think, yeah, and I then got, you just snagged the wall. I got tagged, I got tagged by a car behind me. Uh, I think that was a lap down. Um, and yeah, just kissed the wall, but it didn't didn't do any damage, fortunately. Um, so we were able to keep going. But yeah, uh, other than that, um, I think uh, Timon might have had a, got kissed by someone as well at some point. Um, but yeah, so that's what I mean. I mean a catalogue of events. I mean it's pure endurance racing. Thanks, Dylan. Congratulations. You are on the podium. A man who knows how to win at Sebring for the 12-hour, Patrick Pile, another one of these, but it's March Pladness this time. First win with FAF Motorsport. What does this mean? The, that means everything. I mean, that's my new motorsport family. Uh, we have so much fun all together. This guy rocks so much. They are so good. I mean, you cannot believe how good they are. And yeah, I'm I'm so proud of all, all this guy, my teammates. I mean. Klaus is, is new here, first time here, he did an amazing job, no mistake, and, and Lawrence was flying like always, I mean, he's such a quick guy and, and we have such a good time all together. I know it'll take time for you to reflect on and compare this to your other two Sebring victories, but was this one very hard fought? I mean, he's the best by far, I mean, <laughs> and last time I came here was four years ago and, uh, and it was a victory, so I will not come in four years. Uh, but but this one is incredible because I mean we clearly don't have the best car. I mean not the quickest car. The car was great, but but we are not the quickest. But we are at the right place at the right moment with the right strategy and the right guys. So that's your last three trips here have been victories. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you so much. And Joe has Aero Motorsport. Third step of the LMP2 podium. I'm going to pick on you to talk to right Ryan DL because earlier in the race you guys were nowhere. <laughs> We were talking about, you know, how you guys were going to have to claw it back, and you just 
it seemed way off on the horizon. Yeah, um, I was just saying, a young Christian here, that's uh, the, the sport of endurance racing, right? We, uh, we spent nine hours trying to get one lap back. We got it back, we lost it again. Uh, and then the last 30 minutes, I mean, honestly, uh, Christian was an absolute rock star. So uh, Dwight and I did our part, but uh, he brought it home. And one of those days that a third definitely feels like a win. There's not one uh, straight part of the car. Uh, it was a rough ride out there, but we're uh, really happy after a bad day to want to have a good rebound. Dwight Merriman, if I can bring you in, and Chris Rasmussen, your teammates. Dwight, when you've got someone like Ryan Diels in, let's, let's, you know, let's try and get the lab back. We can do it. Is it a little bit hard to believe quite where you guys could through where you were? I, you know, sometimes when it's early in a long race, it feels like it's not so hard to get a lap back with the full course yellows. But today it was so hard. Like we were just stuck in seventh for hours. And then it was like boom, boom, boom. It kind of all came together finally. Uh, you know, it was a very competitive. You know, you had, I think it was five P2s on the lead lap at the end in, in very close contention. So uh, it was probably one of the best, class-wise, one of the best races tonight in terms of competitiveness. I think you're right, and you guys were in it. I'm sorry, Chris, we ran out of time to talk to you because uh, you've got to go to the podium. <laughs> oh, it's weird to hear from him as well. All right, guys, you leave your mics up, and we're going to rattle through some of the questions that's coming uh, on the hashtag Michelin PRT. Uh, um, Mickey Heth talking about the incident under the when we had the uh, Porsche run into under safety car. Uh, should we be looking at the wave by procedures? Um, that's a good question, Mickey. Uh, it's never happened before. I think we should be looking at the driver who made the mistake and probably needs a bit of a talking to more than anything else. Uh, he was involved in rather too much things. Uh, around the going on. I don't think the, the wave by mitigates a disadvantage in multi-class racing um, and you have to have it otherwise you spoil the races all the way through for the other classes um, but the drivers have just got to be a bit more savvy uh, than I think we saw there. Uh, Jeremy, you've got the points. Let's rattle through those. Right, uh, we should start in, um, in WeatherTech then. Uh, for the overall championship, if I can find it. Uh, Wheeler Engineering uh, winning this race will have 670 points unofficially to the 660 of uh, Konica Minolta. Was the, the Shank card, did they not lose their, their points? Their te they must have lost their team points. So second, no. they didn't no. lose their team points, did they? No. So I think they'll have 661 to the 660 of Konica Minolta uh, in... The, in LMP2, this is the first round of the championship, so uh, pretty much the, the, the order of finishes is the way the points will be. Tower Motorsport uh, will have 375 points, so 350 of TDS car number 11, and then Era Motorsport in third position. Uh, same in LMP3, uh, the top three finishers are the top three in the points because this is the first round of the season-long championship. So number 74 team ahead of number 13, ahead of number 85. GTD Pro... Uh, WeatherTech Racing, uh, th first at Daytona, third here, 708 points unofficially to the 682 of Vassar Sullivan's number 14 with a pair of podium finishes, third at Daytona, second here. And the w today's winners, Faf Motorsports in the Porsche, number nine on 659, will be in third position. 
in GTD. I reckon Inception Racing, with a fourth place finish today and a third at Daytona, will have a one-point edge <laughs> over Paul Miller Racing, 6.29 to 6.28. And then Magnus Racing in Calibre 44, the Aston Martin, third on 5.77, one point ahead of Vassar Sullivan's number 12. Okay. And moving on, we might as well rattle through this. To, yeah, okay. MEC then, uh, Michelin Endurance Cup in GTP. Wheeland Engineering Cadillac with the out front at the end of the race and at the eight-hour mark will have 24 points to the 22 of Conlick and Minolta Acura car number 10 and the 21 of Cadillac Racing number 01. In LMP2, 22 points for the second place finishes today, TDS Racing car number 11, one point ahead of PR1 Matheson Motorsports uh, kind of 52 on 21 points and then tied for third on 20 CrowdStrike Racing by APR kind of number 04 and the winners today Tower Motorsport in car number 8 uh, in LP3 24 points for Sean Creech Motorsports they will retain their lead from Daytona despite a disappointing day today on 24 points to 21 of the number 17 car that won at Daytona and the 20 points tied for Andretti Oldersport in number 36. And the winners today, Riley Motorsports in car number 74. GTD Pro, 29 points for WeatherTech Racing, car number 79. 25 points in second place for Corvette Racing, car number 3. And third position, a heart of racing team, Aston Martin on 20. And then finally in GTD, uh, 26 points for the... Excuse me. 25 points for Harder Racing Team, car number 27. I think will will maintain their points lead after here to the 22 of Team Courthoff Motorsports. Right. So that's the points, is it? I reckon. Okay. Um, our winners of the uh, BDO Nose Strategy Awards. Uh, just, I think, shading it because everybody mentioned them, all three of you. He's going to be Paul Miller racing for that two-hour stint. And Madison Snow at the end there, uh, giving praise to their strategist there. and made the difference. Those two BMWs did a great job at the end. Uh, so congratulations to them for winning the BDO Nose Strategy. And that was the first GTD win at Sebring for BMW. Right, let's rattle through uh, a few of the questions um, uh, that have come through to hashtag Michelin Post Race Tech. DJ Porsche, how much is a stint exactly? We, yeah, we use that term, and that's a fair point, actually. We use that term. It's a, it's a tank of fuel, basically, normally. So that would be around about uh, 38, 39 minutes for an LMP2, about 50 minutes to 55 minutes for uh, a GTP difference in the different class, but basically, we, what we when we say stint, we mean a, a tank of fuel. Well, or from pit stop to pit or stop. Or from pit yeah. stop to pit stop. Yes, uh, a full stint would be a full tank of fuel. Yes, absolutely. Um, Wicker Bill says, has anyone done a lap time comparison for Caddy and Porsche between IMSA and WEC? First time we've had a chance to compare. Pretty close, actually. I think from. Uh, I think from memory, let's see what we got. Best of a 48.4 for the Cadillac uh, in that race. And the best the Porsche did was a little bit quicker 
was it not? Um, the 49-0 and a 48-6. I, I reckon that was pretty similar. It may have been that the WE cars were just a little bit quicker, the cars that ran in the WEC, but um, they had slightly different tyre choices as as well. A uh, lot of talk about uh, the Super Weekend um, and whether it will happen again next year. Why don't why do the do, do the twelve hour race on the Saturday and the thousand k on Sunday morning? Says Darren. We've talked about this before, actually, but it's it, it again. It's a fair point. But the tradition of this place is that people come and camp, Jeremy, and there's a lot of people travel quite a long way here, and therefore they drive home on Sunday. I think you'd get some people staying for WEC, but not everybody. Yeah. Um, yeah. Tradition is tradition. The, the, the non-traditional race, I suppose, is the WEC race, so uh, have that when you will. But, you know, it's the... the I, I think it boils down to the fact that the... the, the, the this 12 hours weekend is all about the 12 hours. So I don't think you can really have another race after it, quite frankly. Yeah, that's and I think that I think that was always IMSA's, yeah. uh, IMSA's submission. There was thought that we would finish this race and, and start um, the WEC race at midnight, which, of course, would have been sort of 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock in the morning in Central Europe, depending on, on the time change. Yeah, thankfully, that um, plan didn't go very that far. Did, well... It was pointed out that you know what you would see for the start of the race was a lot of taillights as people are leaving, which is what they're where yeah. what they're doing uh, now. And some marshals crying out for hospital beds. Well, that that true, as well. Anthony Florio, Madison Snow, that might have been the drive of his career up against uh, pros with on a massive fuel saver, the long brake pedal, massively impressed and super proud. He said. That was an excellent call for the strategy, but it has to be executed, Jeremy, and the the, the young lad did it, didn't he? Yeah, he did. Superb, superb effort by Madison there, uh, and Robbie Foley too. I mean, no, he's, oh, yeah. he's a youngster, very much so, uh, and uh, that was a tremendous performance. And what a great weekend it was for for Turner Motorsport because mm. they they he, Robbie won the Michelin Pilot Challenge whenever that was. I guess it was the day before yesterday, wasn't it's it? Thursday, yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, he's uh, he's uh, he's only 26 two. years of age. One two in the pilot challenge, too. Yeah. And for Michael Dynan, who's who's 24, Patrick Gallagher, who's which 30 now, is he? Good gracious, that's amazing. Uh, but you know, I mean, three relatively little-known drivers to to have a, a tremendous second-place finish. Jesse Young, sensational race from Scott McLaughlin, uh, Scott McLaughlin, and the Tower team. On Scott's behalf, do you think Roger Penske could be considering him for a? GTP driving the 963. I think you've got to, haven't you? Sure. You know, if, if he's looking for extra, if he needs extra drivers, I mean, <laughs> there's no doubt that Scott would absolutely love that. He, he really enjoys these long distance races. Uh, he, 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 had a, he had a tremendous time at Daytona, even though they were on the back foot right from the very start. They had a, a, a time consuming problem very, very early in the race. So they were playing catch up all the way through. But this time they're up front most of the race. They're out front, I think, at eight, eight hours and at the finish. And uh, for me, that was a great strategic call to, to, to get them to the lead before this final run to the checkered flag. And uh, Scotty did the rest. Yeah. He, he is good. He is He's good. good in anything. Yeah. 
and he's such a nice person yeah, he's great, as well. No, annoyingly good at everything and nice to boot. Yeah. Can't find anything bad to say about him, and neither can anybody else, by the way. Uh, <laughs> Dark Attack uh, says, thanks for the great broadcast. Is there a point on restarts that the leader has to wait for before going? There's not a restart line in IMSA, Dak. Um, the... 31 at the end, he says that was gone. Uh, and that was uh, Jack Aitken controlling the field and deciding to go uh, when, as soon as the uh, the green flag is called, you can go. So it, it actually comes from race control, really. And the green flag waves. Everybody hears it in their ears because all of their team shout to them, green, green, green. And that's the point that everybody goes. That's my understanding of it. And you can overtake before the start-finish line on a restart. So if somebody's sleeping in front of you, you can go by. Yeah, absolutely right. Um, and uh, it's, uh, it's up to the uh, the leader when he goes. Yeah. Uh, if he goes, uh, yeah, it's up to him to, when he goes. So he controls that restart. I mean, the, 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 the safety car does its, it does its speed up until coming onto the back straightaway. Then it pulls ahead. It accelerates away. And from that point on, the race leader uh, is su- supposed to, and generally does, hold, the steady hold that steady speed yeah. until he decides to, uh, yeah. to to press the throttle and go. And finally, from James Brown, not that one, Super Sebring is greater than the sum of its parts. If we don't get another doubleheader last year, it will be a loss, I feel, to both championships and to the series. Surely the organisers can see this. It's the ACO who don't want to do it. James, and that's not a criticism to them. They say that the Friday race and being part of two big races doesn't work for their partners. I don't disagree with what you're saying. Um, And again, this is not a criticism. If the ACO and the WEC go somewhere else in America because they want to stay in America, absolutely, they will not get the crowd that they have had here this weekend to watch their racing if they go as a standalone. If they go to Indianapolis, if they go to Cota and put their own race on, they won't get this crowd because this is the traditional spot. Um, logistically, it's very difficult, uh, as we heard from Jason Anzalone, uh, running all the... Uh, he's the, the man at the head of Michelin um, Motorsport in North America. Uh, with all that they have to do for the two series, it's difficult for the track as well. There's only a certain amount of, uh, of paddock space, but thank goodness there's a lot of paddock space here. Jeremy, mm. I, I like this weekend. Th- there won't be a prologue here next year, even if WEC come back, because that's been bought up by the Qataris. Uh, they've bought the first race of the season um, in the same way as Bahrain by the last race of the season. Um, and the uh, also they've bought the, the prologue before that first race of the season. I, 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 think, I think you're right. I think it would... Uh, it it would be certainly a bigger loss for the WEC. Um, I'm not sure it would change that much for IMSA if I'm if I'm brutally honest, Jeremy, because the 12 hours is always going to be the 12 hours. Yeah, I, and it always draws a great crowd, and and there is a tremendous atmosphere. And you know, it was it was perhaps it was even better than ever this year because mm. uh, because particularly the new, new uh, cars. hypercars, yeah, yeah, all those all those new cars here, the Ferraris and the. Van Walls and everything else. It was tremendous. Uh, off to Long Beach next. Uh, from one of the longest races to one of the shortest. Uh, we had more carnage here than I've seen at Long Beach in the last few years. We'll 
enjoy that as well. We've got the uh, Porsche Deluxe Carrera Cup with a couple of races there and all part of the Long Beach Grand Prix weekend for the NTT IndyCar Series. Thanks for your questions. Thanks to Jeremy Shear and to Joel. Uh, it's, uh, it will be Midweek Motorsport for Wednesday night uh, and join us then at 8 o'clock UK. Uh, that is going to be 4 o'clock uh, Eastern Daylight Time. We've had an absolute blast here. As I said in the commentary, the Paul Sitter wins, but that isn't even scratching the surface of the story at the front of the field. And great results right through. Wheel and win it. Tower Motorsport come from nowhere to win P2. Riley win P3. Patrick Peely and Faf Motorsport with the Porsche back on form in GTD Pro. And BMWs fighting their way through with savvy strategy and Paul Miller racing to win in GTD. Hope you've enjoyed the 71st running of the Mobile One 12 Hours of Sebring for the whole team in front and behind the mics. Thanks for joining us. I'm John Hindhoff. Good night. God bless. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.